Not every week we have a story of sex and violence involving a psychopathic vicar and a paranoid desk sergeant who between them start a reign of terror the like of which the manor has never seen. No. It's not every week we give you a story like that and this week is no exception. Still, keeps Ted Willis off the streets, doesn't it? It all started when Andy and Detective Constable Lauderdale called in to see the super. Uh, Lauderdale, something nasty's come up again. What is it, Super? Well, you know how much I hate a bent copper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you can't get him in the slot. Yes, the BBC studio that had the courage to present Dixon of Doc Green now has the barefaced effrontery to present Round the Horn. The story so far. Chief Sitting Bull Pertwee, he of the black feet and tight mark round his neck, <laughs> puffed at his wampum reflectively as he had an all-over wash in the bison. Played with amazing dexterity. Played with amazing dexterity by lovely running water in all bedrooms paddock. <laughs> Beside him squatted his daughter, Crazy Horse Marsden. She of the pale face and bucket seat. <laughs> Idly sewing Apache on her wigwam. <laughs> Where was his wife, Minnie Haha Williams? <laughs> Not getting much haha these days. Getting noticeably more Minnie. <laughs> she had been gone nearly an hour and a half. He thought ninety minutes and still no score. <laughs> no. At that moment, she appeared round the bend, her usual state, in a canoe made of rude bark from a rude dog. From her waist dangled a ghastly scalp from which dangled a ghastly body. The apparition spoke. Me, Kenneth Horn, how? That's what we've been wondering for years. Well, that was Douglas Smith, known in the announcer's common room as the world's most beautiful animal. Of a species, fortunately, now extinct. Now, the answers to last week's questions complete the following song titles. First, That Old Black. <laughs> well, we had several replies to this, including one from a Mr. Nkrumah. <laughs> the answer, of course, was That Old Black Magic, and not Pudding, as one of you suggested. <laughs> the second title was I Can't Begin To. <laughs> well, Mr. Grunfuttock, I... I can only hope you are being facetious, because if you really can't begin to what you said, I advise you to seek advice immediately. <laughs> right, Smith. Smith, make the announcement now. Yes, sir. And now, episode three of Kenneth Horn, Master Spy. Last assignment had been a success. With Big Ben back in its rightful place, Mr. Kosijin persuaded to stand as parliamentary candidate for Cheltenham. <laughs> Fort Knox in the world, gold reserves saved from atomic contamination and red China overpowered. I hadn't done a bad morning's work. <laughs> what I needed was a spot of leave. I thought I'd have a quiet Christmas in Tel Aviv. I was dead right. I checked into my penthouse at the YMCA. I asked for my baggage to be sent up and then, unfastening my grip, 
from the chambermaid. <laughs> I took out my smoking jacket and dousing it under the tap, I relaxed. Suddenly, there came a tap on the door. Come in. Greetings, SND. Greetings, may your shadow never grow less, and may your camels and goats be as the many grains of sand in the desert. What is it not written that this serpent shall lie down with the cockatrice and the Bombay duck? And they, shall, and they shall multiply and inhabit the earth. Is it not thus written? Well, I don't know, is it? Well, of course it is. <laughs> don't think I'd add lib muck like this, do you? Ah, Effendi, I come bearing a message for you. He thrust his hand suddenly under his robe and pulled something out in a sheepish way. It was a sheep. <laughs> and on its back was written a message. It read simply, Escaped war criminal believed hiding in Tel Aviv. Find him immediately. And it was signed M. There was a PS which said, Now eat this message. <laughs> I thanked the Arab and gave him something to boot. Ah, thank you, Effendi. I've always wanted something to boot. Take that! That! <laughs> I had to think and think fast. I rang for room service, and within three seconds, a waiter arrived carrying a room on a tray. <laughs> I tried the door. It was locked. I prized it open with the end of my jemmy. Oh, sorry, Jemmy. It's all right, Gov. Anything to help, but next time, use me other end. Yeah, right. I pushed my way in. On the bed lay a girl covered only in gold paint. I knew what I had to do. Oh, I'll go easy with that turpentine. <laughs> Please. No, I don't half sting. What fiend had done this to her? I pulled my ear reflectively and my face flushed. <laughs> How did this happen, I asked. I don't know. I was just laying here, minding my own business, and this man come in. He said he'd come in to touch up my dado. Then... <laughs> Then before I knew what had happened, he was slapping paint all over me. He's done a thorough job. Oh, yes, he has three coats, you know. And before he did that, he had to scrape me down, wash me off and size me. You see, I had Regency striped wallpaper on before. Oh. oh, I much prefer you decorated this way. It doesn't show the finger marks. Now, um, have you any clue to this man's identity? Well, he did give me an estimate before he started. Here. Let's have a look now. To stripping down and making good old surfaces, £3.10. <laughs> Three coats, first quality gold paint, £2.5. Labour, £4. Fares, pay and insurance, seven shillings. Good heavens! <laughs> He's overcharged you. <laughs> My eyes travel down the page to the signature. Chu N. Ginsberg, house painter and decorator, arch fiend to the trade. Suddenly it came to me, if I could track down Chu N. Ginsberg, he might lead me to the escaped war criminal. Three days later, found me at a table at the Trotsky Gypsy Tea Rooms, East Berlin. Just then, the Gypsy Orchestra started to play. Heil! There was something wrong about this orchestra and that lead violinist. Surely I'd seen him before, that lock of hair over the forehead, that toothbrush moustache. Was it Jimmy Wheeler? <laughs> One thing was for sure, it wasn't a hoodie menuin. Suddenly, I felt something small and hard pressed into the small of my back. All right, Mr. Special Agent Horn, one move and you're a dead man. I have a loaded Frankfurter sausage in my hand. What? I'm not afraid to use it. Is it cocked? No, they all bend this way. Oh. <laughs> now start walking and don't look around. Why not? I want to remember you the way you are.
He pushed me through a door, but I was too old a hand to be taken this way. We grappled. Ooh. Ah, oh, ooh. Yes. I threw him a right cross, but he fainted trying to sell me a dummy. Psst. Want to buy a dummy? No, thanks. <laughs> Suddenly, something hit me on the back of the head, and I felt myself going out. Excuse me, I'm going out. Well, hurry back. We've got pages of this codswallop to get <laughs> When I came to, I found myself lying on a fluffy white bearskin, which I realised with a gasp of horror was still attached to a huge fluffy white bear. <laughs> where am I, Gus? Where am I? Where am I? Halfway down, page 16. <laughs> you are being kept prisoner in disused centipod mine moored off the coast of Hampstead Garden, the suburb. It was my dreaded adversary, Dr. Chuen Ginsberg. He spoke again. Aha! Oh, aha! Aha! I can't go on with this rap. <laughs> it's a farce. I mean, why don't you get some decent writers, Ducky? Terence Rattigan, you could get. Yes, very good. Then we could have Prince Philip introduce the show. <laughs> yes, lucky dirt thing on Nelson. Very good, but oh no, we don't get anything with a bit of class like that. All we get is Douglas Smith and those two simpering nitwits, Tuke and Feldman. Look at them. I mean, they don't service me. I've told them I should be servicing. <laughs> I want servicing, Ducky. Yes. I'm Terence Rattigan had service me. He'd service me. He would, yes. He'd make me a star. I want to be a child star before it's too late. Before the youthful bloom has faded from these cheeks. I'm still a Jew. I'm a Jew. It's my peak earning years, these are. I'm a golden boy, I tell you. I'm golden, I am. I'm golden. Où sont les neiges d'Anton? That's your actual French. Oh! 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 Are, are, are you finished? After that little lot, I shouldn't be at all surprised. <laughs> Now, where are we? Ah, yes. Ah, Mr. Horn. Yeah. You have found out too much, and so you must die. But before you die, a little entertainment, I think. I will summon my concubine, Lotus Blossom. She, she who is like a stalk of ripened grain that sways as if the soft zephyr blows through a field of corn. Yes, go. It's been a, it's been a bad harvest. Which of my many delights would you care to sample, oh, master? <laughs> would you like me to perform the exquisite ritual mime what I do up the Japanese no theatre and work in men's club? <laughs> observe, observe, Mr. Horn. Lotus Blossom will express herself in language of signs. Every movement and gesture is of special significance. I will accompany her on the nose flute. A one, a two. <laughs> Yes, I've seen this done before. That means man. <laughs> that means woman. <laughs> and that gesture means, good heavens, no, it can't be. Oh, I've got it. Man emerges from Mother Earth, struts his little art upon the stage of life and returns sadder but wiser to the dust from which he came. Is that right? Let us bless him? I don't know. I ain't started yet. <laughs> Just having a scratch. <laughs> Shall I commence now? I'd sooner die if it's all the same to you. 
And what fiendish method have you devised for my death? Exquisite in complexity. You will be taken from here into a room which will contain 40 fat ladies on coach outing from Cleethorpes. Oh, how awful. <laughs> ah, no. Worse to come. But what could be worse? Your jacket will be removed and you will be placed in front of machine which shoots ray of incredible cutting power. It will sever your braces. Your trousers... Your trousers will fall down. All fat ladies will laugh. And you will die of embarrassment. Oh, you fiend. <laughs> Take him away, let us blossom. It's goodbye for the moment, Mr. Hahn. But remember... We'll keep a That brings us to the end of yet another Sing Something Simple. If you've got any requests, any of your favourite songs that you'd particularly like us to sing, please mind your own business. <laughs> Nobody's asking you to stick your two penneth in. You've got enough trouble remembering the three songs we do know. <laughs> when you come home again at Now to sing something a little bit more complicated, here are the Fraser Hayes Four with a track from their new LP, The Chipmunks Sing Handel's Messiah. The Fraser Hayes Four. I'm gonna make believe that the mailman called today. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter.
And now, the part of the show that keeps you up to date with what the pace setters are doing. Trends. Since we've started this trend spot, a lot of people have written in various queries, and every week we're going to try and answer just a few of them. Now, the first one, from an address in the Balls Pond Road, says, Dear Kenneth Horne, all my friends say I look like Gene Shrimpton. Now, in a way, this is flattering, but it causes me untold embarrassment in my work. Signed, Colonel Angus Musgrave, Brigade of Guards. <laughs> the uh, second letter comes from a woman, and it says... I'd like to know more about Rock Hudson. Can you tell me where he goes on holidays? How he spends his evenings? Who his friends are? Yours faithfully, Mrs. Rock Hudson. <laughs> yes, interesting coincidence, that really, said he, cunningly avoiding legal action. Finally... I have a query here from someone signing himself Anxious Teenager. It reads... I'm 113, but I like to keep up with the trends. I, I read in Teenage Oracle for Girls that Steve McQueen has a tattoo on his arm. Where can I get tattooed? Well, practically anywhere within the bounds of decency. <laughs> anyway, this letter set me thinking. If having a tattoo is the in thing, I thought, well, I'd better get myself done right away. So I went down to the East India Dock Road to a place calling itself Bona Tattoo. <laughs> Hello, anyone there? Hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend Sandy. We're Bona Tattooists. It's Mr. Owen. What brings you trolling in here, then? <laughs> well, I hear that tattooing is the latest craze, and I wanted something like Steve McQueen. Well, everyone to his taste. <laughs> How do you fancy a loyal slogan like uh, England Forever or I Love Malcolm Muggeridge? We, we did that one the other day on this chat. Which uh, chap? Malcolm Muggeridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd have something a little more intellectual. Intellectual, mm. yes. yes and yes. he lends himself to something more cultural. Yes. Mm. How'd you fancy the Dead Sea Scrolls down your back? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Mm. He don't want to cover himself with a lot of posh chain Hebrew. <laughs> no, he wants something with a life in it. Life. I tell you what I'd like to see. He'd have scenes from Disney. I mean, Jiminy Cricket crawling yeah. up his left leg. <laughs> and yeah. Donald Duck scampering down his right. Yeah, uh -oh. and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs marching around his middle and disappearing down his trousers. <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. No, I think that's a bit fay, isn't it? Mm, oh. a, bit, a bit whimsical, a bit whimsical. Oh. No, we can't decide really anyway until we see what he could take. Get your shirt on, let's have a vada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, let the dog see the rabbit. Oh, just, just a minute then. All right, well. Right. <laughs> Come on, all right. Up. Right there, now what do you think? Ooh. <laughs> Well, he's got the area. The area. There's room to work. Oh, oh yes. How do you think he'd take the death of Nelson across his back? Oh, fabe. And we could incorporate that mole as Nelson's eye patch. Oh. Well, well, look. I didn't think this would come up, but it's not actually a mole. It's a, it's a beauty spot. Oh, oh and he bowled. Vanity of the man. Oh, well, perhaps not Nelson then. How about reproductions of great masterpieces? Boner, boner, boner idea. Yeah. Now, um. 
let me see now. Let me see. Yes, he's pondering. He's pondering. He's trying to find it. He's got it. Hang on, hang on a minute. It's coming through. It's coming. Wait now. It's arrived. It is, it is. Yes. Yes. He's found it. Yes. got it. I see a Botticelli. Oh! No, no. No, no, I'm a liar, not a Botticelli. Um, no, wait, it's perhaps it's an El Greco. Oh, yes. No, no, oh. no, second thoughts. No, wait a minute. Um, I see him with a tiny but perfect Watto. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, I've often been complimented on it. <laughs> Jewel, Jewel, I'm not besotted by it. I'm oh. sorry. No, I think he could take... I think he'd take the Mona Lisa well. We could have her peeping through the holes in his string vest. <laughs> yes. Smiling enigmatically. That's yeah. what we'll do. Yes, the Mona Lisa. And what happens if I get tired of it? You just pop back here. Jewel will tattoo a moustache on her. And I presto, you've got your laughing cavalier. And what are the trendy Sunday night people doing? Time to find out now as we join the Seamus Android Show. Seamus's guests are Anatole to Thighblast, the celebrated cat poacher, Chastity Griswold, the boxing rabbi, and philosopher and racing tipster Captain Spock of the nudist Racing Pink. And here is your host, Seamus Android. Hello, thank you. Before I introduce uh, you to tonight's puckling nonentities, we've some equally dreary people actually sitting in our audience. Over here is an ex-Miss World, and uh, sitting beside her is the former Miss Outer Mongolia, now the uh, Duchess of Staleybreath, and uh, sitting between them is... Uh... I don't think you should be sitting there, sir, particularly making those gestures. Mr... Uh, who, is, who is that down there? Grant you... Fattock. Who? Grant Fattock. Uh, uh... J.P.'s mould, Grant Fattock, former Home Secretary. Really? Well, uh, is that a fact? Of course it's not. It's a downright lie. <laughs> Yes. Right, yes. Right. Well, now, passing on. Dear, why don't you interview yes. me? Yes. Do, you, do you mind? No, no, please, you know. I'm a Sunday yes. night person. Yes. I'm a trendy bloke. I'm, I'm yes. pace setting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a with the old yes. co-rag. Uh, you, you don't realise. Uh, I'm not for this I'm not for you. I know several jokes of a rude and suggestive. I'm sure you do, yes. Thank you very much. Say somebody, get him out of here, will you? Yeah. You might get him out of here. Oh, come on. Uh, no, 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 Here's my first guest, film star, many times married, over here on her 84th honeymoon, Miss Jaja Poltergeist. I love, love Seamus, darling. Hello, lovely, lovely English people. Oh, so now, uh, Jaja, I believe you've just got married again. Oh, you 
naughty boy. <laughs> oh, I told you not to ask me about that. To me, marriage is sacred. <laughs> What I do in my own private life is my own business. <laughs> well, let me put it another way. How's business? <laughs> it has been said. It has been said that you have in the past married for money. Oh, no, no. No, it's not true. It's not true. Not at all. No, no. What a disgraceful thing to say to little bejeweled, mink-coated, filthy, rich little me. Of course, I do not marry for money. Divorce for it, yes. Something we've all wondered, Georgia. What's the secret of your wonderful looks? Oh, well, oh, oh. darling, darling. I bathe every day in horse's milk. <laughs> I do, darling. How, how every... do you spell that? Oh, how do you spell that? You see, my little donkey is... Every morning I rub sandalwood oil all over my body. Oh, <laughs> every night I put dew brought especially from Mount Ararat all over my cheeks. And apart from that, I do nothing at all, no. Oh, except I have a facelift twice a year. Yes. To tell you the truth, I have had it done so often. You, you see the dimple in my chin, darling? Yes. It's my navel. <laughs> oh, darling. Darling, darling Shams, they do wonderful things in these oh, cosmetic clinics. Oh, Oh, pardon me, pardon me. I have a slight cold. Will you excuse me while I blow my kneecap? Yes. It's interesting you should say that because our next guest is also an expert on yak shearing. It's none other than well-known fashion photographer and scruffy Herbert, Rabid Daly. Well, good evening, Rabid. I hope we're not going to have a repeat of what happened last time you were on the programme, when we had to bleep out certain words you uttered. You know... Uh, no, 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 I think I got all the publicity that was going out of that. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't get any. Yes, well, now, now Rabid, do you find that mixing in the smart circles that you do has made any difference to your attitude? No, I don't think so, no. No. If people don't like me the way I am, they can... ..with a sharp end of a barge pole. <laughs> All right. Now, would you say that... Would you say that luck has played any part in your career? Well, what I say is if you've got the talent, you don't need the... luck. I see. Well, good... luck. Ravy Dillon. Now... My last guest is a man who needs no introduction. His films have been seen all over the world... It is, of course, well-known Hollywood film producer... Er, uh, uh, hang on a moment. I've, I've dropped my script. Uh, I can't read the idiot balls. Yes, of course, Daryl F. Klephanger IV. Good evening, uh, Daryl. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, who are you, fatso? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Seamus Andrew. Never yeah. heard of you, Buster. Yeah. Sashay your fat cat out of here. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right very up. good of you I'm to right say right so. Now, oh, listen, Patty, let's me and you get out of this crummy joint last a couple of girls back to my no, place. Hey, no, no, come no, on. No. Back to my image. Back Big my party image. after the show. Uh, I like you. I like your cut of your yeah. jib. I like your style. Yeah. Your people. P E E P U L. People. <laughs> You see, I am illiterate, too. <laughs> yes. Illiterate. And 
how true those words are even today. Even today. <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Caphanger, what brings you to England? I'm over here, my boy. I'm looking for talent for my new film, The Scandals of 1934. We got held out in production. That's Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> No, what I'm looking for is a leading man. Uh, maybe I could do something for you, my boy. Do you sing? Uh, no. Can you dance? No. Can you act? Uh, no, no, I can't do anything to tell you the truth. Why don't you get out of show business? Oh, I can't. I'm a star. I'm... I like this boy. He's got humility. Humility. H-O-O. Oh, the hell with culture. Uh, everybody back to my place. A big party after well, the show. Well, thank come you, Daryl. Well, 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 that's all here. for this week. Uh, I'll see you again next week. Good night, Daryl. Yeah, well, that brings our show to a close, too, except for this week's What Is It question. Now, have you got a pencil and paper ready? Good. Now, what is it that has a short, fat, orange body covered in hair, eight tentacles, a sharp beak, web feet, and goes... <laughs> I'll repeat that. It goes... <laughs> Have you got that? Oh, good. Well, if you know what it is, hurry up with the answers, because one's just called up a trouser leg. <laughs> That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Chalk and Marty Feldman, and the show is produced by John Simmons. (laughs) 